What up, friends and family? Tim Castleman here with the Two Drink Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim Castleman, and welcome to episode one. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for their positive and awesome comments about our zero episode. I woke up to about 50 Facebook text messages, emails telling me how they all thought it was awesome. They thought it was perfectly suited for me and that I should continue doing them. So, good friends and family, I have decided to punish my liver once again and record the very first quote-unquote official episode of the Two Drink Tim podcast. I'm in the process of getting a fancy cover made and hopefully will be debuting this podcast in iTunes very, very soon where you very well may be listening to it right now. So, tonight, as always, I want to give you a quick reminder this podcast is very, very simple. I am your host, Tim Castleman, and I do something that's not revolutionary or probably smart at all, and that is I have a few drinks, and then I hit record on the old podcast button, and I bring it to you live, direct, uncut, unfiltered as it is, including drink breaks like this one. Mm. Delicious. Tonight's podcast is not sponsored by Oren Swift or his amazing wine titled simply A.R., which is uh, a great location-based wine. Uh, basically, he has a bunch. He has like C-A, he has I, he has E, he has uh, all the letters of the alphabet, apparently, in wine. And this one is an Argentina Malbec. It's delicious. I highly recommend you pick yourself up a bottle. I make nothing if you do that. And I, of course, uh, hold no responsibility, except kiddos, I will tell you to, of course, drink safely. So today, before I get into the fun and exciting stuff that's been going on lately here, I want to begin today with a warning, and uh, you can thank your friends at Facebook for this wonderful warning because uh, Facebook really, to me, is nothing more than like high school with a bunch of drama and, and good stuff like that. And today, in my sober state, I came across a post by a fellow internet marketer who was lamenting that he had been paid $20,000 on payments, of course. Um, He'd been paid $20,000 to create this new product for this gentleman. And as a result of his personal life, uh, I think a fiance left him. I think uh, a family member got sick, a puppy died. I don't know. It sounded very much like a country and Western song. But because of that, he wasn't able to accurately fulfill that obligation to the coaching student. Now, he did promise the coaching student, I think he was going to create a product for him, if I remember. And he did say, hey, look, I'm going to refund your money. I'm still going to do all the work. And then I will, you know, give it to you and you'll be there. Um, and what he tried to do was he tried to do a payment plan with the coaching student to pay him back. And I think the mentor, this is so amazing, I can't even believe I'm having to verbally say this, the mentor or the person that was doing the coaching missed a coaching payment. And as a result, the guy started threatening him, saying he was going to out him and stuff like that. So my warning to you is this, fair friends. There are a lot of pretend wannabe gurus or successful people online. I personally have worked with people that brag about all of this money that they make through all these various channels when in fact they can't even qualify qualify for a home loan, right? I mean, they can't even qualify to get qualified for a house because their debt to income ratio is so freaking bad. So here's my warning. First of all, if you're doing coaching, very rarely ever take payment plans. If somebody can't pay you what you're worth, 
up front, they don't have the money to invest. The guy who invested 20 grand, do you think he really had the money to properly market or even put that product out successfully? Let's say it was a typical IM product and he's going to have to launch it. Well, I mean, is that going to have money for cash prizes, for a copywriter, you know, for a good design team, for anything like that? Of course not. Why? Because he spent all his damn money on coaching. And that's just a huge thing and a huge red flag. So that's if you're doing coaching. That's, that's, that's warning number one. Here's a warning for people that are looking at coaching. First of all, and I'm probably not going to make any friends in the coaching consultant business, and that's okay because all of them can lick my nuts if they're upset about this, this what I'm about to tell you. But here's the deal. Okay, whatever your coach is going to charge you, they need to have three to five times that cash on hand. What does that mean? Let's do some simple math, friends. If I'm going to charge you five grand for coaching, I better, damn well better, in fact, have an account in it with $15,000 cash. Why? Well, two reasons. One, I can refund on a moment's notice if I need to, or if that's part of my coaching, which is a topic for another day. But here's the other thing. Why are you as a broke person going to teach other broke people how not to be broke? Okay, I did last year, I remember, I thought I was the king shit, right? I took a hundred grand out of the bank in cash. I take it in a duffel bag, right? I, let me tell you this story real quick, and then I'll get to the point of the story in a second. I show up at like 4.55 on a Friday. I've got shorts on, a t-shirt, my you know wonderful Dollar General glasses, and a duffel bag. I walk up to the teller looking like a homeless person. I say, hi, I'm Tim Castleman. Uh, I need to get some money out of my account. She goes, oh, sir, that's not going to be a problem. How much do you need? I'm like, well, I need $100,000 in cash, which I had in cash at the bank at the time, right? And she's like, just a moment. She goes and gets her supervisor who explains to me that when you're going to withdraw $100,000, they need more than a three-second notice. So it takes days of paperwork, and I literally have to fill out paperwork for the FBI uh, and uh, several other government agencies because they want to know what I'm doing with such a large quantity of cash so I, I have to do all this stuff and I show up like a week later to pick up my cash same same clothes because why wear different and wash them I show up and I have this time I have an armed escort not by my choice by the bank's choice I have RoboCop right or TuboCop as I called him chasing me down and like I put the duffel bag on the teller window and he immediately starts reaching for his gun and I'm like whoa cool hand Luke like slow down there listen Right? I was like, could you get your pit bull off of me? So anyway, uh, long story short, I take this $100,000 under the cover of darkness, much like a lot of women I dated early in my college career. Right? I take it back to the house. I pour it out on a table for a video, and I start the video like this. I'm like, I'm Tim Castleman, and this is $100,000 in cash. And I dump it on there, right? and my dick, the size of a nap penis, I'm just like, fuck yeah, look at this money. It's so fucking amazing. right? And basically, I go on to talk about how a lot of these supposed internet marketing coaches, consultants, gurus don't have a pot to piss in. They don't have any money to their name, right? They show you their fancy bling and their leased out vehicles and their rent by the month apartments, but none of them actually show you the thing that matters the most, which is the fucking money. Sure, they may show you some fake screenshots, right? Or some screenshots of a launch they did six years ago back when they were relevant, but what about the cold, hard cash? So I did that to prove a point. I did that to stand out from the community. I did that to say, look, motherfuckers, here's my hundred 
100 G's. You think I'm bullshit? Let me see yours. Okay? Now, what that does, by the way, when you start doing the whole my dick is this big, what it does is it attract broken, desperate people. Who needs $100,000? Someone that's $100,000 in debt. So typically, if you go the money angle, and I hope you bitches are paying attention out there in the coaching consultant world, if you go the money angle, typically you attract broke people. Okay, they're the worst clients, people that have no money to invest and spend on their business. Because what this guy probably didn't realize was that 20 grand was just the beginning of what he needed to invest to be successful. I'm going to talk to you about how to get started today with zero money, zero money. You don't need to pay some clown 20 G's to give you a gold star. But the bigger issue is how come this guy didn't have the money to instantly refund him? Okay, you need to check your mentor just as much as your mentor needs to check you. And if your guy's not willing to show you, hey, I've got the money to refund you instantly, you need to move the hell on. Because smart decisions are made by smart people with financial backing. Okay, now I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, look at me, look at me, I make all this money, I, I have all this money in savings. What I will tell you is I'm financially secure enough that if I said, screw off, I'm done, I could sit on the sidelines for months, nay, years, and still have money left in the bank. And if your coaching consultant can't do that, you need a better coaching consultant. Because just like when you were broke in a time in your life, I remember a time, I ain't proud about this, but when I was in the military, I was counting change to get my to get food for me and my then wife, right? And she was fat as shit, so she needed a lot of it, right? Okay? I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, I was counting change to go to McDonald's so that I could add a triple chin to her, right? Bad times, it happens to us all. But you didn't see me hanging a shingle out there being like, look at me, I'm here to coach you to that life of destiny and your dreams and your desires. Oh, by the way, can you send me a cashier's check that I can go cash at a check cashing place? You need to do your due diligence. And if you're a coach and a mentor and you don't have three to five times the money that you're charging your coaching students immediately in cash, in bank, I'm not talking about investments. I'm not talking about, oh, I got equity in this broke dick house. I'm talking about cash money. You don't need to be doing coaching consulting. So now that I pissed off probably a majority of the coach and consulting world, I want to talk to you guys today about how to get started because I got a lot of great feedback and people are like, oh, I, I loved your story and I hear where you're coming from and that's awesome. But dude, how'd you get started, right? How'd you, how'd you get going? So I'll tell you and then I'll tell you how you can duplicate it. And I'll do all of that after I take a sip of this tasty beverage. Dropping straight fire on the mic tonight. All right. So how did I get started? Well, originally, I wanted to be a copywriter, right? I had read the Gary Halbert letters. I thought I wanted to be the next great, late Gary Halbert. And I thought I wanted to do that. So I joined uh, this, this board, I don't think it's even around anymore, called the Copywriting Board. And I went there and I bought every copywriting book and I did all the shit that most of you guys do. I buy all the programs. I listen to all the CDs. I used to listen to Dan Kennedy driving at work. And uh, Dan Kennedy's stuff is amazing, but like his old shit was so terrible. It was like he brought an eight-track recorder, set it in a urinal two miles away from the conference, hit record, and was like, fuck it, you can have the tapes. I don't care that the sound is terrible and it sounds like I'm giving the seminar underwater. Well, I used to crank those bitches up so loud. I'd blow speakers on my work vehicle about once every six months and be like, uh, I don't know why, but the right side of the car is deaf now. I don't, I don't get it. 
right? So I used to listen to all that stuff. I used to read it. I used to live it, breathe it. There was just one problem. I never did any copywriting. I never sat down and wrote a single letter. I was a professional student. And it's okay to be a professional student at first. In fact, I recommend that you do it. Right now, I'm thinking about going into a brand new niche on Kindle. I've spent this entire weekend researching, talking to writers. I'm going to pay people for their time so I can get some one-on-one knowledge and attention. I'm going to test the market slowly, and then I'm going to scale up from there. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But the problem is most of us stay in that professional student model forever. Well, one day, I don't know how the hell I did it, but I cracked the back end of the copywriting board and I found my stats as a user. And I was shocked and amazed to discover that I had spent almost three weeks of my life, like three 24-hour cycles of my life on this board over the past year and a half. So I'd spent three weeks of my life on this board, I ain't produce shit. You want to talk about a low feeling, realizing that you've wasted almost three weeks of your life on this board. I'm not talking like an hour or two. I'm talking three weeks worth of 24-hour days on this board not doing shit. So the, about the next week or so, I read Jay Abraham's uh, book. Don't ask me to describe it, especially in this day. I think it's like get all you want out of all you got or something like that. Go go to Amazon, type in Jay Abraham, the one with the longest fucking title that makes practically no sense. That's the book. That's the book that changed everything for me. I love Dan Kennedy. I love Gary Halbert. I would handily, I would give them both handy J's if they asked for it. But for whatever reason, Jay Abraham book clicked with me. And as a result of that, it got me fired up and motivated. And a friend of mine at the time, still a friend this day, but he mentioned, oh, there's a little thing called the warrior form. Okay. So if you remember back to episode one, and if you don't, don't worry, I'll tell you about it now. I had a part-time hypnosis business. My primary lead generation method in that hypnosis business was postcard marketing. And at that time I had sent out probably, I don't know, 10 to 12,000 postcards uh, with the hypnosis business. So I go to the warrior form and I'm like, damn, this is really cool. Right? This is awesome. They got a Warrior Forum special offer. I can just type some shit up there, put it up there. So that's exactly what I do. I take a day and I write out my postcard marketing strategy, which, and this is critical, I had learned from somebody else, but I had differentiated it enough to make it my own. See, so many of you guys just blind follow, right? Like right now, as I'm recording this on Facebook, it's Teespring, right? Sell a t-shirt, make a million. Tell a, sell a t-shirt, make a million. And what those guys do is this. They go and they find successful t-shirts and they knock them off. They don't, they don't make their own improvements. They don't do their own. They're like, hey, that's a really cool t-shirt. I'm just going to direct copy it and hope I don't get caught. Those people, ladies and gentlemen, if you look it up in the definition, those people are assholes, right? Because they use no thought, no imagination. They don't test, right? They don't go out. They don't try anything. They're just like, oh, you know what? I like this thing called a Big Mac. I'm going to call it a Whopper and see if anybody notices that it's the exact same fucking thing. Those people are douches. I hope I've been perfectly clear about that. So anyway, so I type up this 17-page report, maybe 34. I don't remember. I've had a few drinks. That's why it's a two-drink podcast. I type it up in Word. I find some website that will take a Word document to a PDF thing. I upload the file to like a Black Hat mega file upload sharing site. Little did I know that all my shit would end up there eventually, right? It's like, oh, okay, I was just cutting out the middleman. Like, now you don't even have to buy my shit to get it Black Hatted. I'll put it on your server for you because I'm that type of G, right? So I type it up there. I write the world's worst sales copy. If if you don't believe me, I got to find this thing. It may be deleted. Hopefully the Warrior Forum has imploded 
and, and just doesn't even show it anymore. But my sales copy was so horrible. This is my call to action, folks. What I want you to do is I want you to private message me. When you private message me, I will send you an invoice through PayPal. When you send me that invoice through PayPal, then you pay it. Then I will give you the file upload file of where you need to go get it. I mean, that's how horrifically shitty it was. Okay, It wasn't perfect. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't amazing. But you know what happened? People bought the damn thing. I, I probably sold maybe $200, $300 worth of that product, but it taught me something very, very very important. It actually taught me a couple things. Okay, One, practice makes perfect. The sales copies that I have now, they're written by professional sales copywriters. We have a design team. Everything looks beautiful. It looks polished, right? We, we, we put as much lipstick on the pig as we can. Back then, it looked like a train wreck. It looked like I had literally wiped my ass with one of the pages, Xerox copied it, and then put it out there to the masses. So practice makes perfect, okay? And the other thing is there are people out there that are willing to help. Mike Lance, God love him, right? Literally, because I think he's like right beneath the Pope as far as the Holy Trinity. Hey, Mike, if you're reading this or listening to this, what the fuck are you doing? Get off here. Okay, so uh, Mike Lance was kind of up to reach out to me. He was like, hey, um, you appear to be really new or really stupid. And as a result of that, I feel that maybe you should try what's known as a buy button. And that's when I fell in love with Warrior Plus, And that's what I used for the first couple years of my internet marketing career. And, and Mike has been tremendous. And I always will owe Mike uh, an honest, heartfelt debt of gratitude. Okay, so I, I did this, but the other thing it taught me was one to many, and that's something that's huge. Okay, this past week I launched a brand new product. Okay, sales copy outsourced, design outsourced. The product itself was outsourced. We sold over 600 copies of that product at a high price point. And what that taught me was the power of doing something once and getting paid forever. Okay, one to one is not where it's at. If I got to go out to Mr. Bob and I got to go, Bob, hey, listen, you got to buy my product, and Bob goes, okay. Then I got to go out to Susie and Sally and do that all one to one. That is a recipe for burnout and disaster. But if I can put it up there and I go, hey, internet, check this bitch out, and then they check it out and they love it and they buy it, that is the path to riches. So I'm sure I've got you all hot and bothered. Maybe you're double-clicking the mouse, right? Here's, here's what's important, and here's the magic formula, if you will. Mm. Wine, it's delicious. I promise I'll get drunk on something else next week when I record this, right? Here's, here's what makes me so special, makes me a guru, makes me stand out from everybody, right? This is what makes me so awesome that I literally can walk on water. I tried something. That's it. So many people are like, well, Tim, I don't know how to become successful. Here is the magic formula. One, pick something. When I decided I was going to pick postcard marketing, I didn't go, you know what, I'm going to do postcard marketing, YouTube videos, I'm going to do flyers, I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. I said, I'm going to do this one thing, and I'm going to commit to it like a crack whore commits to crack rock. Right? I'm going to smoke this bitch until I die or I get successful with it. So many people are going so many different directions, it's no wonder that they fail. 
I got a dog. I love this story because it's true. I got a dog. His name's Ricky. He's a little West Highland Terrier. Ricky's an amazing dog. I don't care what Ricky's doing. He could be out right now out humping bitches. He could be peeing. He could be getting loved on. I produce a tennis ball. I got Ricky's full and undivided attention. He doesn't care about anything else. He doesn't care about eating. He doesn't care about sleeping. He doesn't care about breathing. All he cares about is throw the ball, Dad. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. You need to become like Ricky. Here's what you don't need to do that Ricky does. Ricky will chase his own tail until he gets the ball. Spin, 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 spin. 20s on that bitch, right? Spin it. You need to be focused. You need to pick something and one thing. And when you pick that one thing, eliminate everything else out of your life. I got a dirty little secret for you. If you unsubscribe from my list, guess what? I'm not going to die because of it. What? I'm not going to die because of it. I'm still going to be here, bitches. In five years, 10 years, 20 years, hopefully, right? If the diabetes don't get me and the booze don't get me, I'm still going to be rocking the mic. It's okay if you go away. It's also, by the way, okay if you come back, which is step number two. Give it all you got, right? If you're going to do something, don't do it half-ass. I used to do things in my business half-ass. Well, I'll kind of shit out some sales copy. Looks like a retarded third grader with a special ed helmet on wrote it, right? Shout out to all my special retarded third graders that are listening to this. Seriously, you don't have parents that love you enough not to make you listen to this trash? Okay, so I would do that, okay? I would put out crappy sales copy, crappy sales pages, right? I wouldn't even pay for hosting because, God, who can afford the nine ninety-five per month? Who can afford those absorbent rates compared to where I am now? I got a copywriter. I got a full-time assistant. I got a part-time assistant. You know, I got design staff. I got, you know, every product, the cost to produce that product has gone up threefold. But you know what has also gone up threefold besides this podcast? The professionalism, which, again, exclude this podcast, right? The design elements. I mean, it looks like it should cost a lot of money because it costs a lot of money to make it look like it should cost a lot of money. Okay. So my message to you today, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Go out and try something. I don't care what it is. A year ago in August, I decided I wanted to become a Kindle expert and author. Do you know why I decided to do that? Because I was burnt out and I was tired from the crap that I was already doing and I wanted something different. Nobody appointed me. Nobody said, Tim, you know what? Now I think you should go into Kindle, my son. I said, I'm burned out. I don't want to do this offline marketing bullshit anymore. I don't really do it that much anymore, so I don't feel comfortable teaching it. What should I do? My buddy Brian Johnson came out with an amazing course, which I forget the name of. Don't judge me. I've had a few to drink, right? And it was a six-step system. I took his six steps. I turned it into 10 because that's what you do to complicate things is you just add steps to it and made it my very own. I didn't copy him. I didn't say, hey, Brian, uh, you got the six-step system. I got this six-step system too. No, I said, listen, here's his system on how to do it yourself. Let's admit to each other that we're both lazy as fuck and we don't want to do this on our own. So as a result, we're going to make it our own by outsourcing it. So now I'm known as the guy that you go to to learn how to outsource stuff. How awesome is that? Nobody expects me to write my own books because I don't. I outsource them. Who made that decision for me? I did. I reached down. I tugged on the old twig and berries. I remember that I was a man and decided, eh, you know what? This seems like fun. 
All right. So pick something. Give it 90 days at least. So many people. I was in. Uh, I was in my buddy Don Wilson's Facebook group the other day. This guy posted two ads. Somebody asked for some clarification on the ads, and this guy lost it. Right? He went full blown. I mean, this guy just like I. I mean, he went like tinfoil hat uh, crazy there. I thought we were going to have to have this guy in a straitjacket. Right? This guy wasn't committed. He was playing with scared money is what it was. And he's like, hey, I got four bucks to my name, and I spent three bucks of it on this Facebook advertising, and why isn't it working? Scared money don't make you money. It don't make you money in Vegas. It don't make you money online. Okay? This guy wasn't fully committed. He was like, I'm going to dip my toe in the water, and if it's not too cold and it doesn't suck, then I'm going to keep going. Let me tell you something. I can't tell you the number of times I've been punched in the mouth by this business. I can't tell you. The only thing I can tell you is this. I was too stupid to realize that they were knocking me down, so I just kept getting back up. I had a business partnership cost me a hundred grand. Sometime I'll tell you that message. That'll be for the three drink team. A business partnership that cost me a hundred thousand dollars. It ended so horribly, I spent the last year and a half talking to a therapist trying to figure out how to unfuck my life. Let's get real, right? I'm too stupid to realize that's a big deal. So I just keep going. So pick something, whatever it is. I don't care what it is, as long as it's something that you think has the potential to either make you happy or to make you money or in a perfect world, do both. Then once you commit to it, commit to that bitch forever or at least 90 days. Okay, at least 90 days. At least 90 days. Okay? Here's the other thing. Be easy on yourself. So many people I talk to in this business, I'm like, how much money do you want to make? They're like, I want to make a million dollars a year. I want to make a million dollars a year. Let me tell you something. As somebody that sold a million dollars worth of online marketing information, you don't need to make a million dollars to be really, really freaking happy. In fact, most of the people I know that are making that much are working much harder than me. For the love of God, it's Saturday night. I'm two drinks into this podcast. I'm rocking the mic. I'm having a great time with you. I'm enjoying this. It's fun. I got friends that make five times, six times, ten times more than me. You know what they're doing tonight? They're working. They're sitting there designing this squeeze page or testing this Facebook ad, right? Or doing this or doing the fuck that, right? I'm drinking like right now. They're working. I got buddies. I'll hit them up at 2 o'clock in the morning. They're on Facebook. They're working. You know what I'm doing at 2 o'clock in the morning? Getting diarrhea from Taco Bell because for the love of God, their breakfast menu is literally to die for. Actually, they will not. Try this tomorrow. Go to Taco Bell and try to get four breakfast sandwiches. They will not sell them to you. They don't tell you the reason why. I'm here to tell you the reason why. It'll kill you. If you eat four of their breakfast sandwiches, uh, you know, here, here's the disclaimer on the breakfast sandwiches. If you eat four of them at a time and you survive, you get lifetime food from Taco Bell. Don't take that to the bank. It might be true. It might not, right? So be easy on yourself. People are like, oh, Tim, you know, I want to make 10 Gs. You know how long it took me to make 10 Gs a month? Probably a year into my internet marketing career. You know why I was able to do it? Because I didn't know any better that I should be making more money. I made a couple hundred bucks. I thought that was amazing. I made a few thousand dollars. I thought I was going to be on MTV Cribs. I made 10 Gs in a month. I thought the president was going to personally fly to my house, blow me, and then give me a medal. That's what I thought. 
Already this year, in 2014, I had a month where I made $64,000 in gross sales. I used to make $36,000 a year. I damn near doubled my yearly salary for my formal suck-ass job in a single month. You know how I was able to do that? Because I was easy on myself. Instead of saying, hey, I want to make $10,000 this month, go, I want to make a dollar. And then next month, I want to make $2. Because here's the poison that you let enter your brain. Because I'd done it, and I struggle with it. Is you go, well, you know, yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, I made 64 Gs last month. But you know what? Uh, my buddy, he made 120. So because he made double what I did, I'm a piece of shit, and I don't know what I'm doing. Stop doing that to you. You know what I have to do to overcome that? I'll tell you. I'll give it to you. I have to repeat to this myself this all the time. The only battle I have to win is the one against myself. That's dropping serious knowledge. The only battle I have to win is the one against myself. What does it mean? It means, how did I do of March of last year compared to this year? If I'm up, celebration time. If I'm down, let's fix the problem. Don't give a fuck about what anybody else does because they're different than you. Do you think with this potty mouth that I'm asked to invite and do a lot of public speaking? No. Why? Because I do too many dick jokes, right? But the stages I am graced to, uh, to walk upon, I slay every single time. Why do I do that? Because I don't worry about what other people think. I worry about being happy with my performance, right? Why do I do this two-drink podcast? I make zero dollars of it. If I went to an advertiser and was like, hey, listen, I got three users or three listeners and two of them are my parents, would you please, right, would you please let me uh, advertise your, I don't know, your fleshlight on here? Highly doubt that would be possible. But I do this out of a labor of love. Okay, and the last thing I want you to understand is, you know, unless you're on your deathbed listening to this, in which case shut it off and spend time with your loved ones, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So many people treat this business as a sprint. I'm going to sprint, 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 and I'm going to get the fuck out. Here's the thing about sprinting. You can run fast or you can run long, but you can't do both. Unless you're from Ethiopia and I can't figure those fuckers out because they're too fast for me to stop them and ask them some questions. This is a long-term game for me. This isn't something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend like it's a Friday night prostitute and bang for two minutes and then be out. I'm planning on being married to this mother for a long, long time. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to constantly do what I'm doing today. It doesn't mean I'm not going to evolve on a regular basis. But what it does mean, ladies and gentlemen, is that I plan on being in this atmosphere, this hemisphere, this blogosphere, whatever sphere that helps drive the point home to you for a long time. So while I may not always be the Kindle guy, just like I wasn't always going to be the offline guy, I will always be the guy that's going out there learning to do stuff. And I want to end with the teachable moment, with something I learned from my bud, good buddy, Colin Therio. You should check out. He's got a Facebook group called The Cult of Copy. It's probably the smartest thing you could do is to join his group. Look at me plugging other people like Mother Teresa here, right? Join his group. Sign up to his newsletter. Beg, borrow, and steal all the money you can to get his breakout 2000 13 talk. It was by far the best talk I've probably ever listened to. A lot of people said my talk was the best one of the event because I, I you know, cried like a little bitch at the end and made a bunch of other people cry. Uh, 
Collins was the most actionable of it. And he taught me this in that talk. And it, it uh, I don't want to say revolutionized, but it really opened up a lot of doors for me. And that was this, two steps ahead. You see, everybody thinks like they got to go on there. Like I was watching this, buddy, this video by my buddy Dylan uh, the other day where he made 150K, made 150K on Facebook. That's freaking amazing. But you know what? How many people have a belief in themselves that they can make 150 grand? Probably not a lot. But if I said, hey, look, I did this, this Facebook or Teespring campaign and I made 150 bucks, well, everybody thinks that they can do that. Shout out to Dylan, by the way. That's an amazing uh, compliment. I had zero to do with that when you were my coaching student, uh, but I am blown away by your accomplishment with that. My point being, if you're just one or two steps ahead of your audience, you are successful in their eyes. This is how sad we've become as a society. The mere act of doing something puts you above and beyond everybody else. The mere act that I do this podcast makes everybody that wishes they could do a podcast envious of me. Not because it's great, not because it's going to win any awards. Hell, it may not even be allowed on iTunes, but simply because I fucking did it. That's it. Action equals accomplishments. All right, so that's it. My, my advice to you is pick something, get started, commit to it for 90 days, do something, get some tangible real world result and start showing other people how you got where you got. And if you do that, you're going to stand out from the audience. You're going to build a loyal tribe of followers. And we'll talk in a future podcast where to go from here. But that is the most important thing in the step one of this entire equation. So with that, I'm going to take a drink. I'm going to ask and I'm going to answer an audience question. Look at me. you got a whole audience asking questions. And then we're going to end this mofo so I can polish off this bottle of wine and have some sexy time with myself. All right. So today's question comes from Sue Rio. common spelling, right? And Sue A. asks, hey, good stuff on the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think about branding, i.e., should you register yourname.com so people can identify you or some name that tells about what you do, like Sue's online tips or whatever. You get the point. What if you do different things, say you're a photographer and want to sell prints, or you sell eBay and want to sell how-to info, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, also, uh, and if you want to promote both interests, are you using only one YouTube channel and Google Plus profile? Hope this all makes sense. Sue, it definitely makes sense even in my drunken stupor. Okay. So first of all, you got to register your name, right? TimothyCastleman.com is my blog. I never update it except for these podcasts. I, I rarely post on it, but I got it because it's my name and I freaking want it. So automatically do that. Okay, now if you want to be in multiple genres, what I recommend that you do is you come up with some aliases, some pen names. By doing that, it's going to do two things. It's going to free up who you are because, you know, Tim Castleman acts in a certain way. But Walter Wallace, who might or might not be a pen name of mine, acts a totally different way. He's a, he's a clean cut. He's a proper gentleman. He, he would never think about doing a podcast where he drinks heavily and swears often. So I highly recommend that you get yourname.com if you want to be an authority or branding thing. And then if you want to do different niches and you want to be known in different niches, you got to have a pen name. And the great thing about pen names is you can totally make them up. All my books on Kindle, one, they're all outsourced, and two, they're all pen names. I don't come up with the books. I don't come up with the pen names. I have my assistants uh, do that, and we just randomly create them. So go, go out there and prosper, right? David D'Angelo 
is really Eben Pagan. And Eben Pagan's probably, I don't know, a, a lady. I, I have no idea. Don't, don't sue me, Eben. You have like 10 times the amount of money that I do. I'm not saying Eben Pagan's a woman. I'm just saying, think about it. That's all. Right? And whatever you do, for the love of God, do not go search for his Burning Man photo where he's like in a, um, a green G-string uh, thing with a, with, it looks like, I don't know, two coconuts and, and a fucking salami uh, smuggled into his pants. You, you, can't, you can't, there's not enough eye bleach out there to get that shit out of your brain. All right. So definitely get your own name.com registered. Do that today. If the .com's not available, you suck. Get the .net. That's fine. Or use an alias, you know, like or a middle name, you know, like timothycastleman.com. If that was taken up, I do timothycastleman.com. So there's a lot of uh, reasons for doing that. Most of all, you don't know what the hell you're going to do, right? But you, you got to do that. Okay, so that's step one. Okay, step two is if you're going to go into different niches, create different aliases. That allows you the freedom of being who you want to be in one niche and who you'd like to be in another niche. Again, if you're prim and proper, but, you know, like I, I know this lady, she writes erotica. Okay. Now, if you met her, you think she's just a, you know, a Southern housewife, you know, a good stay-at-home mom, and you know, loves her children and loves Jesus and all that stuff. If you read her books, right, with one hand, of course, because that's how you read all Kindle books. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm just saying. Got the new Samsung Galaxy S5. I can read it with one hand now. I don't know what you were thinking. Okay. You would be totally blown away. If, if you put that book next to that person, you'd be like, there's no way that she could be like that. Turns out she is. The reason she's allowed to be that and let her freak flag fry is because she has an alias. So it's got no name, no stigma attached to it like she does with her biological name. So there you go. If you would like to submit a question to be halfway asked answered on the Two Drink Tim podcast, feel free to do that. Here's the world's longest email address contact Tim Castleman at gmail.com. Submit it, type podcast in the subject line. I'll be more than happy to answer it live on the air. By the way, um, due to a few people, we have actually um, set up a complaint or a suggestion email as well. Um, it's very simple to remember. It's Tim, I have a comment at pleasegofuckyourself.com. Again, Tim, I have a comment at at the at symbol, not at, the at symbol, please go fuck yourself.com and feel free to keep all your opinions to yourself. So with that, and because I'm out of the vino and because I may or may not have to go pee really bad, we're going to call this episode one of the Two Drink Tim podcast to a close. I thank you for your time and attention. I hope I entertained you more importantly than entertaining. I hope I educated you and I look forward to you hearing my slurred words on a future podcast. Thanks for your time and attention. Go kiss the ones you love the most. Have a drink. Cheers. Talk to you soon.